0: Welcome back to the D League perspective. Today is March 4th and we're back at it. We've got myself, your boy, Coach Schultze, Coach Bittner, Coach Craven's here and Coach Krilly at Big Krill. How's your Monday going, Coach?
1: It's going great, kid. It's the start of March Madness. Here we go.
0: All right. Well, hey, today we're going to spend a little bit of time getting to know Coach Craven. Uh, we'll go through a few, lo- few more listener questions. Going to be a some- couple of good questions from a couple of great kids and We've got a rundown of the state basketball tournament coming up here in a couple of days. So, Coach, how are you feeling about your sub-state predictions?
1: Not real good. I think I went 0-3, I believe. Battle Creek played a really good game, though. They Got down big in the second quarter, but they came back and made a really nice game out of it. And like we talked about last week, they don't have a senior on They're the young. roster, so watch out for BC next next year. Those boys get in the gym and get some work done. Uh, they will be a tough out next year. Yeah, absolutely. And then Adams uh, Central knocked off Ashlyn Greenwood. Ashland Greenwood did not play real well. Uh, once again, they had a great season compared to what they did the last couple seasons. I think they were like oh and I don't even know what they were two years ago. Ofer. Ofer won some games last year, and then this year I think they end up 18-6, and 18-5. So great season for them. Might have had a little deer-in-the-headlights look in that, yeah. that uh, district final game or sub-state game.
0: First time for a few of them on the yeah, big stage.
1: So once again, they got some young players coming up, and maybe next year they'll come back and hopefully be in that same position again next year and, uh, and maybe have a different outcome. And then... Last one uh, I picked was uh, Norfolk High. They had a great game against the number one team in the state, Bellevue West. Took them right down to the wire, and there again, a shot here, or a shot there. Would have been a probably one of the biggest upsets this year in, in the whole state. The whole state the of The whole that, state, yeah. not even just Class A, but the whole state. But uh, hats off to Norfolk High for uh, being real competitive this year. Don't believe they had a guy over 6'5", or maybe even 6'4", and yeah. I think that may have been their missing piece this year. They needed that big man to uh, make a little difference for them, especially playing at Class A, where everybody's athletic and, and tall. But uh, shout-out to Luke Kluver, senior year, had a great season.
0: Yeah, and I think Norfolk Panthers surprised quite a few folks this year, and hand up, myself included, because just with the amount of kids that they lost last year, In the previous year, you know, this was almost a whole new group of kids from, you know, basically A to Z minus Luke. And the fact that they went right at 500 or maybe a game under, a game above, whatever it ended up being, I think they should really be proud of themselves. And I know they've played a lot of tough Class A teams along the way. So... Definitely shout out Panthers had a great season. Maybe Luke can start flexing again here now that he's uh, on the golf course, I guess we'll see. So, all who's,
2: right. Who's a better golfer, Tim
1: or Luke Clover?
2: <laughs> Not even close.
1: <laughs> Hats off to Coach Siski and the Norfolk High coaching staff for getting those boys to play as well as they did. It's a, and we all know it's a process and, and they did a great job this year with those guys and they just keep, you know, turning out competitive, competitive boys that can shoot the basketball and and play the game the right way. So, absolutely. Hats off to the Norfolk High coaching staff too. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Well, my picks, I went one and two, coach. So one game better than you.
1: But nice job, coach.
0: Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. the Tigers did blow out like I thought they would. They're. Uh, I feel like they're focused, ready to go this weekend. We'll hit on them a little bit later on. Wayne ran into a tough Wahoo team who I think might run the table in C1 as well. But uh, we'll see. Uh, shout out to Wayne. Uh, a lot of those kids played for us. We, we've got a lot of love for Wayne, Blue Devils. So had a great year. And there they're, again, I think probably surprised some people on how far that they, they got. And the last one, Laurel, uh, I thought they played really tough. Uh, I thought Ponca played. A tremendous game plan really shout out to coach Pulowski out there who i think is a great coach here one of the best in northeast nebraska and you could tell that game was won in coaching hands down so um, but isaac what a great career you had man and uh, excited to watch you at the next level and uh, all the other guys hope to see you guys here in a couple of weeks at tryouts. so great game shout out to howells dodge they Pulled off a little bit of an upset. I think it was the only upset in C2 as far as the rankings go. Um, I didn't pick them on purpose because I don't want to jinx them. So, good job, guys. We we'll look forward to watching you guys play here in a couple of days. Coach Krill, how you feeling, dog? I'm still feeling hot. Okay. I'm 3 0.
3: So, if you need any tips, come my way. I probably go undefeated in the state basketball predictions this weekend just throwing that out there
0: yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see that'll be fun now great job coach had a couple of upsets too shout out hardington newcastle
3: yeah Yeah, hardington newcastle the big upset but i had them and shout out to wakefield they won pretty easily and shout out to humphrey st francis
0: and that 131 they're down in the d2 state tournament this weekend took care of business great job flyers so all right well that brings us into our first part here uh, coach Craven how we doing man doing all right thanks for having me you bet I'm glad you could make it the roads weren't too slippery for you this week so <laughs> mom would have killed me <laughs> if
2: I came last week.
0: shout out mom Tyler's mom all right well hey we have an Ashland Greenwood legend uh, self-proclaimed better football player than basketball player <laughs> played basketball for four years for the Midland Warriors two-year captain and uh, as we said in the first podcast, had an absolute legendary senior night that was epic. Thousand-point scorer in high school, huh?
2: Yep, I was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we just realized this earlier today. So, But as a senior at Ashton Greenwood, averaged 21 points, seven rebounds, played for a couple of AAU teams, played in the AAU circuit for a couple summers. Talk a little bit about your summer basketball experience for yourself.
2: Yeah, so I played Bison for two years and Nebraska Select for a year. And then my senior year, all the Nebraska Select guys and the old Bison guys all tried out for the red team um, that goes to Vegas and California and stays for a couple weeks. And so a lot of guys didn't make it that were pretty good players, Um you know, a couple guys, shout out Jake Sheaf and Nate Scudler. Um, the, the, they were good players and we all didn't make it, but, which is fine. Um, and afterwards, we're eating at the runs in Waverly and my stepdad coached at Ashton Greenwood for 15 years. Just goes, well, you guys still want to play in the summer, right? You're not going to just not do anything. And we're all like, yeah, of course. So, you know, a couple weeks later, he has an email sent out to all these guys and we're paying a really cheap price to go and play in four tournaments where coaches that are probably looking at us for their level, which isn't those big live tournaments probably, um, are all coming to all of our games. You sent an email to every GPAC coach, and we had a GPAC coach at every game we played that summer, and it, it went really well. We had no pairing issues, and we all got along really great. Shout out Running Rebels.
0: All right, let's go. I didn't know that was your name. <laughs>
2: yep. Oh. Orange and navy blue. Shout out Midland. Oh, jeez. Here I we go. Stop saying shout out. <laughs> no, you don't.
0: <laughs> so yeah, shout out Midland, huh? So ultimately, after that summer season, after your senior year, had a great senior year, you decided to commit to Midland to play basketball over the old mighty Morningside Mustangs, huh?
2: Yeah. So the college process was different. Um, there's only been two or three guys to play college basketball at Ashland and um, myself included. And so I didn't really know what it looked like and neither did my parents or really anyone else in town. So I took visits to a couple of GPAC schools, Midland, Morningside, Hastings, purely on academics. I had a Regents to UNK and a full tuition to Morningside. So that put them... The Smarty pants. Of, well, Yeah. No. Put them at the top of my list. And then throughout the season, I ended up getting a full tuition from Midland. And so right at the top, that was just those three. And really what came down to was Carney didn't know if I could get a walk on spot, which is understandable. I visited Morningside. I visited Midland. I liked them both. All four parents went to Midland. Um, A lot of my my family went there. Um, Nice. Also, Coach McGill, the old basketball coach at Midland, was my stepdad's coach and a good family friend and was an advocate for it. And I just really liked what they were about and the stuff they had going on and location, so I picked Midland.
0: Awesome. I'm happy I
2: did. Good,
0: good, good deal. Yeah, Midland's a great school, great facility. I really love their gym. What an awesome place to to play and practice. And so, uh, graduating in May?
2: Kind of. (laughs) <laughs> um, walking in May so everybody in the family and grandma can come watch me walk smile but, pretty Tyler <laughs> but no I'm um, student teaching in the fall and then hopefully sub that second semester or get a job depending on if there are any openings in January and apply for jobs the next fall and be a teacher and coach
0: alright hopefully uh, start off well, maybe not necessarily start off, but hopefully at some point in the near future, be the, the head of a program is, is, I'm assuming, your goal.
2: Yeah, I'd really love to do that pretty soon.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I think
2: you're capable, I think.
0: So why don't you talk a little bit about how you got to know Coach Bittner and how helping start the Fremont area D-League program, because really I feel like you were a vital part of getting those first few teams going last year, getting the Ash and Greenwood kids there. Um, I feel like with a, without some of your connections as well, we probably wouldn't have had as much success or been able to have four teams. And so talk a little bit about that and uh, how you saw this ugly, bald guy and you decided it was a good idea to join forces with him.
2: You got to add in ugly, bald guy who can't walk without a gimp. <laughs>
0: You can
3: now, though. Timmy knees. let's go.
2: <laughs> yeah, Coach Bittner uh, made a impression on me during our preseason of my junior year. He had one of his 55,000 knee surgeries he's had, <laughs> and so he was on workley for a while and decided he was going to come to all of our practices during that month. Um, and those are hard practices. They're kind of long. Um, they're at weird times because we split with volleyball and girls basketball, so you know, he was there from 9.30 to midnight when we were practicing, and he was writing down notes, making relationships with us and the coaches afterwards, and just stood out to me. And I introduced myself every time, and we talked about stuff. And, you know, we kind of made a relationship during that time. And then, you know, he went back to work, driving efficiently for UPS
0: <laughs> And safely. <laughs> and safely,
2: very safe. We didn't see him for a while, and then all of a sudden in the spring – I think he gives me a call and he's like, "Hey, Tyler, this is Coach Bittner." And am like, "Hey, Coach, how's it going?" And he's like, "We're gonna start a summer program down there." And he's like, "Do you want to be a part of it?" And I was like, "Well, give me a little more information, you know. I want to see what I'm getting into." He told me what you're all about, um, the skill sessions, the price, what your plan was, what tournaments you go to, and I was like, "Heck yeah, I'm I don't even think I, I don't know, Coach, you would know, but I don't even think I hesitated. I was like, "Yeah." Yep, you were all in.
1: Talked me in the beginning. Yeah, you were all in from the beginning, Tyler. I was a little nervous because I was down there by myself, and I'm looking for adv- not really advocates to say, but some teammates to help me uh, start this this new program we were looking at building down there off our Norfolk program. So to get you and I, really, I mean, I I, I saw you practice and you practiced hard and and you played hard. You really don't know no people. And so I was, you know, you always kind of take a chance on, on new new people. And it turned out that uh, you were you're a great asset for our Fremont program.
0: Absolutely. I 100 percent agree. When coach called me and was like, hey, I got this young kid, this young buck that's that's going to help us coach down here. I'm like, hey, man, you got to run this stuff by me first. I don't know what you think you're doing. (laughs) And then quickly I figured out that Tyler would fit in very well. So we're lucky to have you, man. We appreciate you. We appreciate all you've done for our program and helping it grow.
2: I appreciate being part of it. You bet, man. You bet, man.
0: Go ahead, Coach. You got a few questions for him?
1: Yeah, with that being said, Tyler, I would, you know, for our listeners, I I know we have a lot of our our kids that listen, the boys that are in our program. If you could just by, you know, maybe a little bit, you don't have to elaborate a lot into it, but uh, can you tell us or, you know, give the boys an idea? What is the biggest difference in your experience from the high school level to the college level that you were in before you? I think the biggest difference is the
2: amount of time. So in high school, I played three sports. I was in FBLA, ambassador, student council, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, that takes up your time. So you do work on basketball in the summer. You get shots up at night. Shout out to your dad being the principal. That helps. But in college, I mean, you have weights. You have individuals. You have practice. You have study hall. You have volunteer opportunities. Shout out to Coach Drake and all that um, stuff that we do for the community, which is really awesome and why I really like being a part of that. Um and that stuff, you know, just gets to be taking up a lot of your time. And for some, if you don't love basketball, it might get a little weary. You know, if you don't love the little, you know, the process is pretty cliche now. The grind. Love the grind. sure, yeah. Bag season. That's great. <laughs> uh, if you don't love the little process of, okay, today we're lifting. Then I got an individual in a couple hours. Then we got our team practice at six tonight. If you don't love that, then it's going to get long. And I mean, September and October are long if you don't love basketball. But the biggest difference, I guess maybe now I'm rethinking it, the biggest difference could be your love for the game. You know, that time commitment makes you either love it
1: or if you don't like it, you got to get out. Good stuff, Coach. My experience, you know, getting to watch you guys uh, practice for as many practices as I did in your preseason. Then I got to come and watch – some of your in-season practices also after the first of the year, it was, it, it, it's definitely a grind, watching some of your preseason practices, watching you guys just rep, rep, rep from, you know, you've been, and the biggest thing was defense at the college level, how much you rep your defensive reps, and you also got a, you know, a little offense in there with the reps, but uh, I just couldn't believe how much defense you guys focused on, and that was, you know, to me, that's the biggest thing i see is is the intensity and the focus on the defensive side on the college on the college side of it
2: you know i think our thinking behind that is you know we could be like everybody else in the league and run really fluid offense and just work on that or we could try to separate ourselves while having good skilled players and working on fundamentals but also playing d you know, and and hanging our hat on that, we're gonna hold you under your season average. We're gonna take things away. We're gonna make it hard on your best player to get his average and make somebody step up that's not used to it. You know, that my sophomore year when we made nationals, we were really good at that. We took people away. We made made the games grinders, and the other teams in the G pack don't like that. They run that Princeton free flowing offense. You know, they get shots up. They want possessions, possessions, you know. So if we can grind out a good offense possession, take a possession away from them, and then make them work for a good shot and hopefully make it into a bad shot with our defense, then we did our job and we we became different than everybody else. And that's kind of what we decided to do. Or that's Coach Drake's
1: philosophy, and I'm totally bought in on that. Good answer, Coach. One more question for you. What is your your duties as a player after your games? I mean, do you? I mean, what is the process after your games are over, film wise? Do you you have to watch film on yourself versus you know the high school season? I know a lot of players watch you know watch the huddle video on themselves. What is what is the college process after a game?
2: So college process is well, depending on how bad you played, you <laughs> probably watch the film the next day. We've watched the film after game a couple times. But no, the next day before practice, you'll probably watch 30 to an hour of film over the game. Coach will maybe have little clips of every player and we'll just watch it together and really, you know, that way all 12 guys, even if you didn't play, can be learning from that film. And then you'll go to practice, uh, you know, try to get better on those things, whether that was we didn't close out well that night, uh, we didn't show and recover, you know, what whatever it was. And then for Scout, that was a huge difference, I think, with film. You know, shout out to Coach Cam. Those, those scouting reports were detailed and thick and really, really well written to help us know exactly what was coming. We'd then watch film before our last practice of the week and watch our player what they do, watch the team's offense, watch some baseline out of bounds and sideline out of bounds. And then we'd go practice against the scout team and do that stuff. And then we'd go over the scout multiple times before our game the next day. So that was a big change, Um, just the detail.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that's good stuff, guys. Great questions, Coach. And uh, way to elaborate a little bit on the life of a college player. It's funny. I look back 10 years ago when I was playing. It's so similar, but it's so different. I think with huddle, it makes film and stuff like that just so much easier to uh, be up to speed on, on game films and, and player films. And
2: and even now there's a thing called Synergy, which mm-hmm. is more expensive than Huddle, so high schools don't have it. But we had it. And, is that what you guys have? And that's or even had? better. I mean, really? I could go in and say you could click on Zion Williamson, and every time he has it on the right wing, he's coming off a of pick and roll to his left hand. What's his efficiency rating of getting to the rim, shooting the pull-up, shooting the 3D? That's crazy. Below average, average, right. excellent. And you can go to anybody. And it it's, does it for you. It's it's amazing. It really is. And it was a great asset.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. See, we, we watched film, obviously, but I literally think it was like, hey, slip the old DVD in and push play. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have huddle and stuff like that. So... Um, Who's older
2: again, you or Tim? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tim's uh hey, slip the old A track in and <laughs> listen to the game. <laughs> the dog, good stuff, good stuff. Um, all right. Well, hey, again, Coach, we're happy to have you, man. We look forward to building a good relationship with you in the future and looking forward to seeing if you can actually compete with some of our Norfolk teams this summer. That would be great. Oh, my God. Uh, we've got a lot of friendly battles going on here obviously shout
2: out to my guys last summer we had a great summer and shout out to spencer hamilton the three game winners that's pretty impressive
0: (laughs) the only three wins you had i think right
2: wow (laughs) i just kidding that's my guy
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right coach we got a few listener questions you ready for these yep let's hear them all right the first question comes from uh, Max Mason, who's currently a freshman uh, at Doan College, and he plays basketball there. He played for D-League for two years in Norfolk, and he was also a two-time state champion back-to-back with Ponca. And he's a great kid. I had the opportunity to coach him both years, that he played for us, and uh, really enjoyed getting to know him and his family and wish him the best. And we appreciate the question, Max. So first question Coach, what's the hardest part about being a coach?
1: Thanks, Coach. I'll gladly answer that question. To me, the hardest part about being a coach is is, is when we get these players in in May, and then we usually start late May, uh, our practices, getting them ready for our, our summer tournaments. And so the hardest part is when you get these players in is a lot of them are the best players in their, in their programs at the high school level. So when you get them in, a lot of players don't like being – Challenged. Challenged, yeah. And shown something that they can't do and, and, and there's a lot of things that we're always learning, even as coaches. So so sometimes the hardest part is is getting the players to let go of an ego and, and just being able to be coached. And a lot of times as we as coaches sometimes have to let go of our egos and and be more coachable and be more acceptable to other people's coaching and other ideas and avenues. You know, we get into July and we've, we've been through June with, you know, eight practices and, and we've sweated in a gym together and we've all struggled. These boys start to realize that, God, these guys, you know, they're here to help us, not hurt us. Right. And so by the end of July, you know, we've developed those relationships with these guys and... And, but it, it's it's not always easy, and, and there's a lot of there's a lot of tough times. I would say more in the middle of June, and we go through these practices, and and we see a lot of frowns on the faces. But as, as time goes, they they start to realize that uh, they're getting better,
0: right? And they can sort of see their skill level improving and increasing. You know, you know, the more skill sessions that they show up to, and the more practices that they go through.
1: Yeah, and then they re- realize it's, uh, it's that they're, we're there to we're there to help them. We're their biggest fan during this time. You know, we love all of our kids to succeed, no matter who it is, and and we want our coaches to succeed. And and so, to, to me, the hardest part is is just getting those guys to let loose and be acceptable to what we're trying to do for them.
0: Great job, coach. I agree. I'm gonna hit on a little bit of what I think is. The hardest part about being a coach, I think that and I think that some coaches may struggle with this. And it's it's something, in my opinion, that over the last, oh, say, decade that I think coaches have had to adapt to. And that's how to treat different players. You know, some some players may run through a brick wall for you. So you can you can yell at them. You can scream at them. You can get after them. Um, and, you know, some kids maybe need a little more nurturing. And it's neither right or wrong, you know, what gets the kid going. But I think the hardest part for me to understand, I think for a lot of coaches, is when you're coaching and you've got to go from player A to player B. Player A likes to get yelled at. That's what gets him going. Player B needs encouragement. To be able to flip the switch like that is I think very challenging and I think something that like I said a lot of coaches struggle with and if you have a coach that's maybe an old school coach that's been around for a long long time it's a different thing in my opinion in the last like I said decade or so
1: yeah I would I would uh, fully be on board with that is the, the kids are a different generation right now and you you you've got to be able to be able to see that and adapt to that as a coach And I think I think you do a really good job at it. I'm more kind of an old school, so it takes me a little while, a little while longer to try to figure out kids. But you're more of the chum it up type coach. Chest bumps. Yeah. Chest bump type coach where
0: (laughs) you'll get there, coach. One of these days.
1: (laughs) I'll keep trying. There you go. That's all we can ask.
0: All right. And his second part is a two part question. And the next part of it here is how far do you want to take the D league program? And I think he meant how big you want to hit on that coach.
1: Go ahead, coach. You can go first.
0: Well, I think that we, you know, we've talked about, uh, how we've talked about this all the time, really coach, yeah, probably on a daily basis almost. And sometimes I think we can almost read each other's minds before we even get on the phone. But I think in where we're at right now, our goal is, is to have two teams in every division in Norfolk, and take our top teams to some live AAU tournaments and see how good we can compete with the other big programs in the state of Nebraska. And I'd love to have that same setup in Fremont. And so it took us, you know, five years uh, probably to get there here in Norfolk. I don't know if it'll take five to get there in Fremont, but Coach Craven shaking his head no. But yeah, it'll take a little bit. Three. C says three. So it'll take a little bit to grow, though. It, it just takes a little bit of time to get our name out there. and, and um, But as far as how big, you know, I don't see us ever going to Las Vegas for an AAU tournament. I don't see us ever going to Chicago uh, for an AAU tournament. I am big on the fact that I think we should spend more time working on skills and more time in the gym here in Norfolk or in Fremont and helping kids improve so that they can sort of show out on the high school floors in the winter. I do think it's important, and I think college coaches do a lot of recruiting at summer tournaments. Uh, However, you've sort of talked me into this more than anything, Coach, but you always say if a player is good enough, he'll be recruited. And I think the more that we do this, the more I feel like that's true.
1: My opinion on how, how far do I want to take the D-League program, how, how big do we want it to get, I will say that we'll never get too big. We will never great get point. too big to where we lose sight of why we started this league. We will always keep this league full of, of great coaches. And so we will get as big, as good as our coaches are, I never want to, to make this thing so big that we're just putting teams together and just putting teams out there. I want to make sure all these boys get the same skill development, the same attention, and, and when you get to that point where where the boys aren't getting the attention they deserve, then I, I feel you've became too big. How big this thing gets will be uh, as good as quality coaches we can get that buy into what we're doing, buy into the skill development,
0: That's a great point, Coach. That's a really, really good point. And it's something that we will probably never forget about because for us to, I guess, sort of hire coaches, uh, we're pretty selective on it. And we know that those guys have got to be bought into what we're doing and really they're for the same purpose that we are. So that's a really, really
2: good point. Yep. You know, I think that we can keep growing the D-League as long as we keep, like you said, coaches that are informed, are trying to grow their knowledge of the game, are certified, and really care about the kids. And, you know, when, when programs lose that, that's when they become all about the money and not about the kids. And so I think the answer to that question, Max, is, you know, D-League is going to keep growing, But it's also going to be keep getting better because we focus on you guys and not ourselves and not about monetary gains. And that's the other thing that D-League competes so well with everybody else is better than everybody else because their cost is low and we care about skills. And so I think, you know, we can continue to grow D-League as long as, like Tim said, we keep our fundamental base at it's about you guys and not us.
0: Right, right. And that's a that's also a great point, Coach Crave. But the other thing, too, I think, it, and really what I think motivates me to do this, if you look at the teams and the parents and the coaches of those teams at the very last tournament, after their very last game, and there's a lot of tears that are shed, you know, because we had a really, really good thing going. And, you know, whether the team was winning or not, or whatever the case may be, you know, we have – a lot of teams that don't want to leave that gym, you know, on that last Sunday, coach Bittner's over there in the corner crying, you know, so
1: (laughs) sometimes I'm not going to lie. Yeah.
0: Hey, I'm right. I'm probably crying first, but anyways, that's, you know, (laughs) as, as long as we can have, you know, those relationships and the kids can build those relationships, you know, and really the parents too. I think it's a fun thing for the parents as well, When the kids are that close and they have that moment of, wow, what a special four weeks we just had. Uh, Can't wait to get back next year. You know, that's the type of stuff that we're looking for. So as long as we have that, I feel like we'll be doing good.
1: Well said, Coach.
0: So thanks, Max. We appreciate your questions, my man. Hope you're doing well. Hope to see you soon. The next question comes from a Norfolk High Panther, Tate Werner. Tate's a good kid. He's a smart kid. He's played D-League for two years, I believe, with us. And he's got a question that's, I think, a pretty good one. And it probably hits a little bit. We already touched on some of it. But if the players on your team were your own children, what would you want them to get out of this experience? Coach.
1: Okay, I'll go first. Hey, Tate, how you doing? Miss you. Miss your uh, personality. Miss your sense of humor. Uh, Missed how hard you played hope you're doing well this year in in, uh, in college. I always tell at the parents meeting every year that I will coach your son as if he is, is my own son and I had two sons that played for me, and back to Mitchell one was, uh, one was a kid that I could holler at and and get to react and the other kid was uh, one I had to pat on the back and so I had two different uh, personalities that uh, I grew up with. The experience I'd want my kids to have is is to have fun, and learn, and get better. Enjoy the experience, enjoy the teammates, enjoy meeting new new personalities, and when it was all said and done, that they became better better students and better young men.
0: Great answer, Coach. I don't know if I really have anything to add. I think, uh, as I talk to parents about their kids playing D League or whatever the case may be, you know, I think you're parent meeting speech is one that we should almost just put on the podcast. How you think about that,
1: coach? I'd have to practice.
0: <laughs> well, we've done it a few times now, so I feel like you're probably do a pretty good job. But yeah, I just think, you know, if they can have if, if it's my I have daughters obviously. So if it's my two daughters, they're 5 and 2, so we've got a little bit of time to think about this, but
2: can't wait till we have the Schulze and gay girls on the <laughs> D League team.
0: Look out, Nebraska. <laughs> A little teaser for girls program, maybe at some point, but
2: no, 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 (laughs) no,
0: but no, if I, if I look at, okay, what do I want my kids to get out of the, it's, it's, you know, I want them to have a good time. I want them to have fun. I want them to be well coached and I want them to get better. If I'm have a seventh grade kid, I really don't care if they win every game or lose every game, you know, as long as they were being competitive and the, again, well coached and, you know, let's, let's have life lessons in these games at a young age you know that's the important stuff thanks tate we miss you buddy we hope to see you soon my man next segment flex of the week baby Our flex of the week in Norfolk area D league. I got to go with a little bit of Schultze swag going on. Grayson Schultze. Shout out to my boy G. <laughs> for the Osmond Tigers had career high, I'm assuming, right, coach? 22 points, four rebounds, four steals. Really kind of a coming out party for Grayson. Uh, really proud of you, man. Really good kid. And I think he probably surprises a lot of people. He's. Uh, small but mighty and I think you what what do you have about nine points right away
3: yeah G had a big game and that was kind of a key going in because we need to get him going for so we can have a good push this weekend but I know once I saw him come off a ball screen and just let it fly a three and drains it I'm like yep Creek Valley's in trouble all night
0: yeah so great job Grayson we're really proud of you buddy best of luck this coming weekend and keep flexing man what about Fremont, Coach?
1: Okay, so my Fremont Flex Player of the Week goes out to Dre Vance, Fremont Bergen. Uh, last Monday night against Boyd County, he came out 17 points, 10 assists, four rebounds, played an all-around great game. Uh, looking forward to watching them play Thursday down in uh, in Lincoln. Uh, the, one of their goals is accomplished, and I know they got more goals to finish out the season. So good luck and best of luck to, to Dre and the rest of his teammates uh, with Fremont Bergen.
0: Absolutely. Good job, Dre. Keep flexing, man. We'll see you flex this weekend a little bit. This brings us to our next segment, coach. What do we got? Prediction block, baby. Oh, great. Hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. What you
3: know about it? What you know about it? What you know about it? Hey, don't you know, hey, don't you know I got a key? About a three. when I chirp, shout church chirp, man. Luther downstairs. Well,
0: Is there a better time of year than Nebraska State basketball?
2: Absolutely not. No chance.
0: No chance. No No chance. chance. We got that. We got a break. We got March Madness. We got a break. We got Final Four. Ah! Most wonderful time of the year. Okay, so I think what we're going to do here is we're going to take the four lower classes because we know of the schools probably a little bit better. We've got a lot of players in those classes. And we'll give you a little bit of a breakdown. Quick shout out to the D-leaguers in those classes and our predictions on who we think will be cutting down the nets at Pinnacle Bank Arena here on Saturday. Class C1, Coach Crave.
2: Yeah, what's going on? Um, Nothing. So C1, the first game played is GICC Auburn. Uh, Auburn's got a really good couple players, but I think GICC takes them there. Wahoo's going to get Boys Town. Um, sorry, Coach K. Uh, I think Ogallala will beat Milford. They're crazy high scoring. And North Bend, Adam Central, that's going to be the most fun game of the first day. I'm going to, ooh, I don't know. Coach Selecta, Coach Bear, uh, probably going to go with Coach Selecta and Adam Central. Ooh, um, okay. They played pretty well against Ashland, so I got to uh, cheer for them to keep winning. Yeah. Uh, in the semis, I'm going to have to take Ogallala over Adam Central. They've been, like I said, scoring it. and I just, But you never know. They're a dark horse. Not many people know much about them. Yeah, a little. Um, GICC's played Wahoo tough once, maybe twice. But I'm going to have to go with Wahoo again. They just got the best player in C1, and he's hard to stop. And then oh, Wahoo, Ogallala, and the ship. I got to go with my boy, Coach Chief. Coach Chief. And the Warriors, as much as it pains me being from Ashland, <laughs> but we, we appreciate Coach Chiefs, so I'm going to go with them. Shout out Trey Sheaf, some team starter.
0: I would agree with that one. I think, well, who's going to run the tables? It's And now that I said that, I probably jinxed him, so I guess we'll find out. Yeah,
2: don't listen to short. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, hey, that brings me into uh, a little C2 breakdown. First game, two o'clock on Thursday, we've got Sutton versus UTAN. I don't know much about UTAN, but I tell you what, we got, actually played Sutton last summer. They took their high school team to a couple tournaments, and they played our top team pretty dang close. Gave us a run for our money. And so I thought that was really impressive. So I know a little bit about them. And also I talked to a few of their parents, really good people from what I could gather. And so I'm rooting for Sutton on that one. Um, Ponca and, is it Bridgepoint coach. Bridgeport. Oh, okay. Okay. Bridgeport. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go woo, woo, woo. upset alert, upset alert. I got Ponca winning this one. Maybe a bold statement, but, you know, I finally got to watch Ponka play against Laurel. I think they played really well defensively. And so we'll see what Coach Pulowski whips up this weekend. But I got Ponca getting to the semis there. The next two games, BRLD and Howell's Dodge. I'm going to be in attendance to this one. I'm really going to be rooting for Howells, but I really think that BRLD will probably pull away at the end. However, BRLD's only loss is to who, Coach?
1: How's Dodge.
0: The Jaguars. I'm going to go ahead and pick BRLD, and I hope I'm wrong. So we'll go with that. Centennial-Wakefield, I'm going to hit these two games that Thursday night. I don't know anything about Centennial. Uh, I've watched Wakefield play.
2: Centennial is state football champs.
0: Well, that's football. Let's play basketball.
2: Sorry, Curly was really good at football. (laughs) I got
0: the Trojans, baby. I'm going to be rooting for the Trojans. I think that they just really play well together. They're very well balanced, and I'm going to take them with the win here to get to the semis. Um, From there, I'm going with Sutton uh, over Ponca. And I've got BRLD beating Wakefield. I'm going to go with BRLD winning it all. I think they're just really tough. They've got a really good vote kid that's a sophomore, I believe, and he can really play. And I actually watched BRLD last year. And you can fact check me out there, but I think the vote kid hit a really big three at the end of the game. But yeah. Krill says yes. Krill says yes, so we'll go with that. And so, yeah, I got the Bancroft, Rosalie, Lions Decatur wolverines okay wolverines let's go class d1 coach krill what you got
3: okay
0: here's another
3: undefeated picks this week we have number eight lord central versus number one elm creek mitchell would you like to do yourself <laughs> yes this is an upset
0: upset alert
3: <laughs> the number eight seed is going to beat the number one lords is going to advance and beat Elm Creek. Don't look at the record. They play a difficult, difficult schedule.
0: Coach, you know they're like 8-16 and 16 or something, right? Huh?
3: I'm pretty sure they play a big C1 schedule. All right. Okay? And I think they're either a two-time or three-time defending champs. So that's tough to beat. Two-time. They Two-time. So they obviously are pretty comfortable being down there. That's tough. Um, the next game is the 4-5 seed, which is Fremont Bergen versus Fullerton. And I asked my boy... TC over here how's that gonna be and he told me roll with Bergen so I'm rolling with Bergen on this one the next game I have is the Hardington Newcastle versus Humphrey Lindsay Holy Family game um I want to pick Hardington really bad I just can't I just can't if I'm trying to keep my undefeated streak alive I just can't I'm sorry Sam and Shay I apologize Sam please go dunk it but Humphrey is pretty tough this year so, their two freshman twins provide some depth and they're pretty deep as a team. So, I'm going to go with Humphrey. And the last game is Paxton versus Juanita Palisade. I'm going with Paxton okay. because they have a 6'7 kid. I've seen him on film. He's decent, but 6'7 is just tough to guard. Okay. So, that's why I'm rolling with Paxton. The first semi, I will take Bergen over Lords into the ship. Woo, woo. Into the ship. Okay. They play a difficult schedule as well, Bergen does. And I think they are pretty deep. Their depth can beat Lords. And I expect Bergen to be in the championship. Uh semi game is Humphrey versus Paxton. And I'm going with the Northeast Nebraska team in Humphrey. Hey. Okay. I think it's going to be a Humphrey Bergen final. And I'm going with Bergen. Let's roll with Bergen. <laughs> Bergen State Champs, D1. Here, here first. Boom. Lock it in.
0: Oh, lock it in, he says. Lock it in. All right, Coach Krill. Some bold picks. Undefeated. All right, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Wind us down here, Coach Bittner. What you got? Class D2, most exciting class in Nebraska, right?
1: It could be this year. We've got some very good basketball teams, uh, three or four teams out of northeast Nebraska area. Uh, The first game we're looking at Humphrey St. Francis Right down the road here against uh, number uh, five Johnson Brock, that game I got to take home for St. Francis. Uh, the next game we got Fall City Sacred Heart, number one seed uh, versus number eight Blue Hill. Fall City Sacred Heart will win that one. Uh, and then uh, the second afternoon or the evening games. Then we have uh, I think this will be uh, if you want to go to some games, this will be uh, two really good games here. Number two Riverside versus number seven Exeter Milligan. Uh, Riverside will win that. The second game that evening at eight forty-five is number three Osmond twenty-five and one versus number six Loomis. I believe Osmond will uh, you know prevail in that game. So in the semifinals, I'm going to have a Humphrey St. Francis versus Fall City Sacred Heart. Uh, Tough one to call. I believe Fall City will prevail on that one. Uh, Then the Friday game at uh, at the Devaney will be uh, Riverside versus Osmond.
0: Coach. Let me interrupt. We've got to let the people know. Your hometown school versus my hometown school.
1: Oh, well, that's right. It da I, I truly believe that the Friday night game between Riverside and Osmond will probably be the championship game. I think that game, it could go in overtime. There's a lot of great players from, from both programs. Really don't know who to root for here. Uh, love Coach Todd, but Riverside is, is my alma mater.
0: Oh. So...
1: But in the end, I think I'm going to take Osmond. <gasps> I, I, I think Osman's maybe a little deeper than Riverside. I think Riverside can shoot the heck out of the ball. They got a couple players this year that, you know, actually two of their players have, I believe, tied the state record for most three-pointers in a game at 13. Yeah, right. I, I've watched Osmond play a couple times this year. I've watched Riverside play. I love the way Osmond plays defense. They play great defense without fouling. Uh, let's hope they can, you know, continue that streak. But I think that's going to be a great game Friday night. I think the gym will be full, and I think Osmond will prevail on that game.
0: Okay, coach. So then,
1: so then we're going to go to the finals. We're going to have Fall City Sacred Heart and Osmond once again. I can't, uh, I can't root against Osmond now. So I, I think Osmond is has got the tools to to win the title in in, in D two this year. I know, I know. There's a lot of people, you know, at this table rooting for him. And I guess we'll see how it plays out. But uh, my pick for D2 is going to be Osmond. So D-League show out. Go Tigers. So I guess we'll see.
0: All right, Coach. Again, you can fact check me. I don't think Osmond's ever won a state
1: title in anything as a team. This would be a good time for him to change the history.
0: Let's go get that banner, Coach Schultz. It's going to be an exciting weekend. I just hope that Friday night you and I can be sitting by each other watching our hometowns play. That would be pretty cool. So win or lose, um, we'll be rooting for the Tigers just because we have a lot of guys that help our program that have been a, a vital part of our program coaching up there. So good luck, boys. Okay, I think we're wrapped up here for our third episode. Next time on the D-League Perspective, we're going to give a little bit of a recap of state basketball, a little bit of a preview for our tryouts here in a couple of weekends. Coach, we're two and a half weeks away. How you feeling?
1: feeling really good. I'm looking forward to tryouts in a couple of weeks. Hopefully we'll have a lot of a lot of boys come down and uh try out and and s- see what the process is for the for the new players that are coming in every year and and you know saturday we're at norfolk catholic and, and then uh friday we're at, at fremont high school so sunday we're at fremont high so school looking forward to a lot of boys coming out after uh, state basketball a lot of boys have been done now for a couple of weeks and a lot of boys will be you know done after this week so they'll get a couple of weeks off and let their bodies rest and uh hopefully they'll want to play some uh, july basketball and come try out for us
0: absolutely all right well hey that wraps it up coach krill you got any send-off words Go Tigers (laughs) As Coach O says Go Tigers All right. Well hey If you guys see us Roaming around Lincoln Stay high We'll be Bebopping around Going from game to game Rooting on some D-League guys And and hopefully watching Some really good basketball Best of luck to everybody Competing down there Coaching down there And I'm sure it'll be An exciting couple of days With that being said D-League out Go Go. Motivate 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 Motivate
3: Motivate Motivate, a motivate, 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 a motivate, 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 a motivate, motivate, a a